This is Scott, host of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast and Black author. You could get all three of my books. My first book, Systematic Racism and Capitalism, Alliance of Oppression. My second book, Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy. And my third book, my first novel, Exodus 2035, all available on Amazon.com and Amazon Kindle. If you don't have a Kindle, you can download the Kindle app to your smartphone or tablet, and you can access those products. Thanks for listening. Welcome to another episode of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. You can catch this show on Spotify, the Apple Podcast app. Not iTunes anymore. It's the Apple Podcast app. It's that little purple app thing, the, the white mic with the squiggly lines on your iPhone. That's the Apple Podcast app. And google play everybody should be following me on instagram at unprocessed underscore knowledge if you like the show if you want to donate to the show you can hit up the cash app dollar sign uk pod if you're a fan of the show you've been following the show for a while you want to donate to the show show me how much you like the show hit that cash up hit up that cash app dollar sign uk pod without further ado Let's get into the show. The vice president is the head of the task force and knew on January 28th how serious this was. And then thanks to Bob Woodward, we learned that they knew about it. And then when that was exposed, the vice president said, when asked, well, why didn't y'all tell anybody? He said, because the president wanted people to remain calm. Well, let's get so I, no, but Susan, I, this is important, Susan, I, I, and I, I want to add, but if, Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. I have to I'm speaking. In. Senator Harris, in the case of Breonna Taylor, was justice done? You have two minutes. I don't believe so, and I've, I've talked with Breonna's mother, Tamika Palmer, and her family, and her family deserves justice. She was a beautiful young woman. She had as her life goal to become a nurse, and she wanted to become an EMT to first learn what's going on out on the street so she could then become a nurse and save lives. And her life was taken unjustifiably and tragically and violently. Well, our heart breaks for the loss of any any innocent American life. And the family of Brianna Taylor has our sympathies. But I, I trust our justice system a grand jury that refused the evidence. And it really is remarkable that as a former prosecutor, you would assume that an impaneled grand jury looking at all the evidence got it wrong, but uh, you're entitled to your opinion. ...by the vice president. Last week, the president of the United States took a debate stage in front of 70 million Americans and refused to condemn white supremacists. Not true. And... Not true. It wasn't like he didn't have a chance He didn't do it, and then he doubled down. The vice presidential debate between Mike Pence and Kamala Harris. This debate was a little bit more on par with with what you would expect to see, especially when you compare it to what what happened between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. I I still don't know what that was, but this, this debate strategically both candidates were on message. They both came in with a strategy. Kamala Harris said, you know, we're going to attack Mike Pence on 
the coronavirus. We're going to attack him on what the economy looks like now. We're going to attack him on the actions of Donald Trump. We're going to attack him on health care. We're going to attack him on the issue that the Trump administration, the Trump administration is currently in a court of law trying to repeal the Affordable Health Care Act. And if they get their way, your insurance company will not have to cover you if you have any pre-existing conditions. She hammered that point home. Now, both candidates, they did dodge some questions. Mike Pence, he, he dodged questions uh, relating to abortion, relating to abortion. Um, Kamala Harris, she dodged questions relating to whether or not they would add another Supreme Court justice if Joe Biden becomes president. Right now, there are nine Supreme Court justices and the Republican Party has the majority. So if Biden becomes president, he can add a 10th Supreme Court justice and make that a liberal justice, which would pretty much deadlock the Supreme Court. So no political party has has the majority there as far as the Supreme Court is concerned. So she dodged that question. I would say but you know, both candidates were on message. Both candidates came in with a strategy. Both candidates knew what questions they were going to answer and they weren't going to answer. There was some slight interrupting on the part of Mike Pence, but I did nothing like we saw between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Nothing like we saw <laughs> in, in, in that debate. I think it, it was pretty much on par with the type of interruptions you would expect between a, a, a debate between two vice presidential candidates. It, it wasn't too overbearing. It, it was just enough that he was trying to make his point. Okay, well, this debate was historic. This was the first time that a black woman um, ever participated in a presidential debate. Kamala Harris, she is the vice pre presidential uh, nominee. And, you know, last, uh, well, not last night, but a few nights ago this week, that was history. So one for the record books. Overall, the vice presidential debate pretty much was what it was. I said before, I don't think there is any hard data to suggest whoever the vice president is moves the needle on how people vote for the presidency. I mean, this is Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. I don't think I mean, you know, Mike Pence, he, he comes out and talks once every four years, right? When's the, last, when's the last time you remember Mike Pence saying anything about anything? How did Kamala Harris do in the debate? She handled herself extremely well. Uh, she hammered home her, her points. Um, she nailed Mike Pence down on the on, on on the things she wanted to nail him down on. As we just we just discussed COVID, health care, um, abortion, um, the way Donald Trump has has behaved lately. And well, let's get into the way. Well, before we get into that. <laughs> One thing that really stood out that was really interesting is and I did not have a clip for it. But as they were talking about race in America, as Mike, Mike Pence went to explain how in no way, shape or form is America a racist country. At that exact moment, that's when a fly landed on his head. Did you notice that? Uh, as at that exact moment, a fly landed on his head and that fly would not leave. OK. <laughs> Now, that's uh, hmm. I'm not suspicious, but if you were one to believe in signs, um, you know, flies there, they're they're attracted to certain things. 
Um, this is a family show, so we won't go there. But we all know what flies are attracted to. And uh, as soon as he, you know, began to spew that garbage out of his mouth, that fly landed right on his head. And it's like, this is where I need to be. <laughs> now, getting into the actions of Donald Trump. Donald Trump, earlier today, he had a gathering at the White House. He said it was not a rally. He had a gathering of several hundred people at the the White House. He came out onto the balcony. He gave a speech talking about how you know he's the law and order president. Early in the week, he talked about how he felt fine and you know this COVID thing. He he beat COVID and he's ready to hit the campaign trail. He has uh, three three rallies I think scheduled for this coming week. So he's ready to hit the campaign trail. He's ready to hit these rallies. He's ready to pack these rallies with thousands of Trump supporters. No mask. He's going to be there breathing on everybody because, you know, he said he's he's invincible to the coronavirus. <laughs> right. He's too strong for the Rona. That's the president of the United States, everybody. Donald Day Trump. All right. And if you caught the the first debate wrap up that I did last week on that show i said i would not be surprised if donald trump does not debate joe biden any more well the second presidential debate has been officially canceled right the second presidential debate they were going to make it a virtual town hall debate because donald trump has been diagnosed with covid he went to walter reed hospital for three days he should still be contagious so he really shouldn't be around anybody well donald trump said nah the hell with that i'm not participating in a virtual debate i'm not I, you know i'm not participating in it so the second debate has been canceled now the as of right now the third debate scheduled for october 22nd well that's what well it was supposed to be the third debate now it would be the second debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, which is scheduled for October 22nd. That is still on. I would not be surprised if Donald Trump wiggled his way out of that one. Why do I say that? Donald Trump was ahead in the polls. Donald Trump was ahead of Joe Biden. Right up until that first presidential debate and his poll numbers went into the toilet. The closer the election gets, the more Donald Trump speaks in public, the worse his numbers get. Every time he does a public speaking, his poll numbers go lower and lower. I would not be surprised if the president has people on his team telling him the worst thing you can do for your campaign right now is have another debate. The worst thing you can do is sit in front of Joe Biden, even though Joe Biden, hey, if you listen to the rag up show, I gave my opinion on him. I did not think he was sharp. I thought he was very meek. I thought he was very soft spoken. I thought he at times he even looked feeble minded. He did not look like a star at all. But the president's rhetoric and the president's demeanor and the way the president handled that debate did not go over well at all. So I would not be surprised if the president just wants to avoid any more debates altogether and he wants to hammer home the, the fact that you know the election is rigged they trying to steal it from me these no good democrats uh they, they they're cheating the american people 
that's the message he wants to hammer home. You know, COVID is going to disappear any day now. It's going to disappear like magic. I'm going to bring the economy back, the best economy you've ever had. I'm going to be the, you know, I'm, I'm the best black, I'm the best president black people have, has ever had. I'm going to make things so good for black folks. I'm going to make things so good for everybody. I'm going to make America the greatest thing ever right after you elect me uh, president of the United States again. Right. Also this week in political news, the, the next stimulus bill, the stimulus package, those talks, they, they fell apart because Donald Trump pulled out of it. And then the next day he said, OK, um, meet me halfway on this. The, the Democratic Party, they wanted a two point two billion dollar bill. Donald Trump came back to the table and he said he wants a one point eight billion dollar bill. So it fell apart. And now it seems like talks are kind of back on. Um, I suspect the reason talks are kind of back on because Donald Trump, he's trying to get those poll numbers up right previously when talks fell apart between uh with a stimulus package deal donald trump he just blamed it on the democrats he blamed it on president obama he blamed it on hillary clinton he blamed it on joe biden he blamed it on nancy pelosi he blamed it on everybody well he can't do that this time because this time he even admitted i ended the talks i pulled out the deal i said i don't want to go forward with stimulus package talks he admitted that so he can't pass the buck on anybody this time he has to take that on the chin and politically he's trying to gain gain ground so we'll see what comes of that another thing that was big in the news since the last time we recorded this broadcast was this are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups. Sure. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I go would ahead, say, listen, right from Stand back and stand by. Good evening, and it's great to have you with us here on a very busy Thursday night. That major hurricane about to hit the U.S. The second presidential debate now called off after President Trump objected to it being a virtual town hall to protect everyone. But we're going to begin tonight with that alleged terror plot and the chilling plan. The FBI says it stopped before it could be carried out. A plan to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer and then what they were planning to do to her. Thirteen suspects arrested, including seven alleged members of a right-wing militia group. The FBI and state authorities conducting a series of raids in Michigan. Those 13 suspects taken into custody, seven of them alleged members of that right-wing militia group. Governor Whitmer has been the target of protests since last spring over restrictions aimed to stop the spread of COVID amid one of the early outbreaks. Michigan, of course, a hot spot at the time. Today, Governor Whitmer thanking authorities for protecting her and her family, but went on to talk about white supremacists in this country. And the president, who she pointed out, was asked to condemn white supremacists on that debate stage. You'll remember the president saying, stand back and stand by. Our chief justice correspondent, Pierre Thomas, leading us off tonight. The alleged plot nightmarish. Earlier today, Attorney General Dana Nessel was joined by officials from the Department of Justice and the FBI to announce state and federal charges against 13 members of two militia groups who are preparing to kidnap and possibly kill me. The FBI and state police seen here raiding a home and detaining an individual took action after the men met this week to exchange tactical gear and to pool their okay. money to allegedly buy explosives. The mission, attack the governor before election day. Authorities claim the planning was months in the making, with the men even going to the governor's vacation home twice to conduct surveillance. 
Two of the suspects allegedly had a plan to create a diversion. Discussed detonating explosive devices to divert police from the area of the home. This is a highly dangerous group. They were well-armed, they were training, they had a plan, uh, and they were prepared to carry out their attack. According to the FBI, the men were apparently angry because of Governor Whitmer's restrictions during the coronavirus pandemic, including those on gyms. All right, 13 members of a white supremacist militia group plotted to kidnap and kill the governor of Michigan. Ain't no alleged. All right. They were not alleged militia group members. No, they were. They were militia group members. All right. They were white supremacists. Can you imagine if this had been 13 members of the Nation of Islam that planned and plotted and were going to carry out a kidnapping and murder of uh, Mitch McConnell? Oh, my goodness. What? They'd have Minister Farrakhan in, in Leavenworth prison right now. The president would, would, would be tweeting about it nonstop. He couldn't stop tweeting about Antifa. He couldn't stop tweeting about the, the violence in Chicago. He couldn't stop tweeting about um, the, the uh, so-called liberal uh, riders up in Seattle. He couldn't stop tweeting about it. But 13 racist white men plan to kidnap and kill the governor of Michigan and this radio silence. He's not saying anything about it. The attorney general isn't saying anything, anything about it. They're completely ignoring this one. This one thing he won't tweet about. Domestic terrorism. There's another word for white supremacy. And that's really what it is. This isn't science fiction. This is me being extra. This is real. Look outside of Michigan or now in Michigan, Michigan is full of these militia groups, by the way. All right. Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, outside of the major metropolitan areas, outside of Detroit, outside of Chicago, outside of uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Right. Those areas are full of militias. Right. You got a ton of racist white men with AR-15s that don't like the negras. If you live in that area, you know, if you live in that area, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. Now, we talked about these militia groups a few episodes ago when I broke down the Proud Boys and, you know, the Oath Keepers and the Three Percenters and all, you know, all these other white supremacist groups that give them, themselves these silly names. Just so, <laughs> All right. It's the new hustle. They don't have to walk around in clan robes no more. They don't have to walk around with their faces covered no more. They just call themselves a militia group, grab their AR-15, and let's go. They were upset about COVID restrictions, including going to the gym. Look, that, that tells you the power that white people have in this country. That tells you the status that white people have in this country. You tell a white man he can't go to the gym, he is kicking in your door with a ski mask, duct tape, and his AR-15. 
He's plotting to kill you because you told him he can't go to the gym. Him and his buddies. Let me tell you something. Look, they were going to kidnap this woman, sexually assault her, and kill her. That's that's what these good old boys was fitting to do. And the FBI knows it. And they weren't playing around. They were very serious. They were serious. They were organized. And they were getting ready to spring into action. Man, I, I wish they do something about all this white on white crime. You know, this, you know, this white terrorism. They really need to get this under control. America just America is just a whole lot better than this. Really shouldn't be that way, guys. Man. Mm. I mean, you white folks out there, y'all need, y'all need to get y'all communities under control because this type of thing really shouldn't be happening in 2020. You know, we're better than this. Oh, man. Oh, man. So is it a coincidence that two weeks ago the president gives a dog whistle, a wink and a nod to these militia groups? And now this, you know, this happens. Is it a coincidence? No. Do we give a damn? He really don't. He don't like the governor of Michigan. (laughs) We talked about these militia groups before. The true end goal of these white supremacist militia groups is they want to have free reign to do whatever they want to do, especially when it comes to black folks. All right. These white supremacist militia groups, they don't like the federal government. They don't like police officers either. All right. A lot of these militia groups are are cop killers. A lot of people involved in these militia groups involved in the Proud Boys have plotted to kill police officers and even have killed police officers. All right. Google that members of the white militia extremist members who kill cops. They don't like authority. They don't like, they really don't like law and order and they don't like federal authority. Here's why. In their minds, the local police is the only thing stopping them from them from is the only thing stopping them from doing what they really want to do to these black folks. Right. Black folks that live in these areas, black folks that live in, you know, in in Chicago, Minnesota, Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota. Right. Wherever they live in Wisconsin, because I don't know where black folks live in Wisconsin, wherever they live up there. Here's what these white supremacists want to do. They want to load up all their buddies in their pickup trucks, come to where, you know, the niggers hang out and they want to let them AR-15s loose. Right. They want to get rid of you point blank period that's what they want to do so in their minds they're angry at the federal government because after the 1960s the federal Lyndon Baines Johnson he passed the civil rights bills right he passed all these federal bills outlawing discrimination and hate crimes right those are all federal laws so in their mind if they get rid of the federal government then they could do whatever they want to do to these black people and they won't be breaking any laws right in their mind, local local law enforcement is really the only thing stopping them from letting loose on these black folks, from turning all these black people into, into target practice, because that's what they really want to do. Now, yeah, you know, cops kill black folks all the time, but it really ain't enough for them. You know, what happened to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Alton Stern, Sterling, Ahmaud Arbery? It just ain't happening fast enough. It's really just not enough. 
they want to do it on a mass scale. They really want to get rid of all. They really want to let loose and eliminate all these black people overnight. They really run a plan, organized hits against these black folks. That's what they do all this training for. That's why they got all these high powered rifles and explosives. That's why they pulling their money together and, and planning and plotting. That's what they do it for, guys. OK, there, this so-called impending race war that they keep talking about. That's them systematically eliminating any black people in their area. And then planting a flag saying, don't know black folks come in Michigan or Wisconsin or Illinois anymore. This is ours. If you step foot in here, we'll shoot you. And they don't want the federal government to be able to intervene. That's why they hate the federal government. In their mind, the failure of government, these white militia groups keep talking about, is a failure to maintain systematic white supremacy to their standards. You think I'm exaggerating? Well, listen to this. Uh, and I, I think there's going to be more incidences to come. A problem forewarned by Frank Mink, a former neo-Nazi himself convicted in the 90s for a politically motivated kidnapping. I spoke to him days before the alleged Michigan plot was known to the public. What's the scenario in this election that would create what you're calling the potential of a race war? I'm, I'm telling you that this is going to happen. States like Michigan, states like Wisconsin, the northern states um, that have some wilderness area, there have been militias from other states training up there. They are waiting and hoping that something does go wrong because they want to hold up in them hills and they want to say, we don't want the federal government up here no more. He says, All right, you heard that from a neo-Nazi member himself. He said, I'm telling you, this is going to happen. They've been planning this for years. They just didn't think of this four years ago when Donald Trump became president. He threw a little gas on the fire. He did, did a little gas lightning, lightning. But they've been planning this for decades. All right. Don't be brainwashed into thinking all the racism is in the South. Yeah, they got racism in the South. They got racism in the North, South, the East, the West, the North, the whole country. It's racism there. All right, guys, look. I do this. I do this broadcast to spread knowledge and to help you and, and to help people. Look, this thing is real. All right. I don't do this broadcast. I don't write books. You know, I don't do what I do for me. I do it to try to help somebody else. Right. I do it to try to help you. I do it to open up your eyes. You better open up your eyes to the danger that's out there. It's real danger out there. All right. Now, if they will plan to kidnap and kill the governor of Michigan because she told them they couldn't go to the gym. Just imagine what they would do to your black self if they had the chance. White folks, I know you're listening. I got white listeners, white folks that's out there listening to the Kenosha shooter. Remember, he shot white people. All right. This code word that they got for y'all, Antifa, this code word that they got to y'all, that really means nigga lover. So if they label you a liberal white person, if you walk around, you know, if you are a white person that ain't with the BS and you got, you know, you, you put on your Black Lives Matter T-shirt and you hate Donald Trump. Well, they they got bullets for you, too. All right. 
So let's not act like it ain't what it is. It's getting real out here. And we got an election coming up soon. It can get even realer. Y'all better keep your head on the swivel. Don't go out to these marches and these demonstrations, you know, thinking it's party time because it's not. I want everybody to be careful out there. I want everybody to be safe. All right. The enemy never sleeps. He is forever wicked. He is forever planning and plotting. I want everybody to be careful out there, guys. Till the next time. Don't forget, you can catch this podcast on Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, Google Play. Everybody should be following me on Instagram at unprocessed underscore knowledge. Let's get them social media numbers up, guys. You can check all my workout on Amazon.com. And if you want to donate to the show, tell you what, guys, the cash app is up and running. Dollar sign UKPOD. I'm challenging all my subscribers. If you enjoyed the show, go ahead and put a dollar on the cash app. You like what you heard today? Put a dollar on the cash app, right? I gave you podcasts for free for years and years and years. Now, it's time to recycle those dollars. Let's practice group economics and let's reinvest in ourselves. Peace, guys. Thanks a lot. Vice President, I'm speaking. I have to I'm speaking. Up.